everyone. This is Daniel Litwin, and you are listening to the first episode of The Breakdown, where we talk to musicians and dissect one of their tracks in a way that is relevant to artists and listeners alike. Wow, this is exciting that this is actually happening because... I mean, I think everyone's out here trying to make podcasts, you know, it's it's that easy form of media that people can sit down with a microphone and and pump something out. And obviously I'm doing that, too. And I really wanted to. But I I don't know. I wanted to make sure that I was contributing something with a purpose. I didn't want to just flood some random podcast into the oversaturated market of podcasts. So I'm glad this one finally came together and I think we're going to be interviewing some great people on this show, especially our first guest here, Malik Hall. Malik Hall is a St. Louis-based producer. Um, He goes to the University of Missouri. We're mostly going to be interviewing local musicians on this podcast um, in the Columbia area, so hopefully, you know, we can get some people on here that are making beautiful music right in our hometown. So Malik, hello. How you doing? Oh my gosh, on? you're here. You're across the mic. Right. Yeah. How's it feel? Feels good, man. I'm 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 excited for you. I'm excited to get this off the ground oh for you, man. Well, thank you. Well, that means so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, why don't you tell the world a little bit about yourself? Just a a, a, a brief Malik Hall introduction. So, my name's Malik Hall, aka IMEX. I'm based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I am 22 years old. Senior at the University of Missouri Columbia. I am a history major and a minor in Black Studies and Business. Um, I started producing probably when I was like 14, 15, um, but long before then, I knew I want to make music in some fashion, in some form. But uh, I finally got my dreams to make music and make music the way I wanted to make music. Um, I was influenced heavily by uh, Kanye West. It's my favorite artist. Um, it's probably the number one artist, I think, in the past 15, 20 years mm. um, to release music. Yeah, I started producing and I listened to a lot of his albums when I was smaller and um, they kind of shaped my childhood, adolescence and stuff like that. It's sure. just like with every album he dropped, even when I, I didn't feel like that thing raging inside of me it was like i was listening and finally when i got the courage to start it was already like implanted there so all i had to do was go um but i didn't get super super serious until senior high school i started using the digital audio workstation called fruity loops and uh started putting things together i started using samples i started chopping samples down I started using crazy drums, and I built up what I like to call is my signature sound um, that's super dark, super bass-heavy, heavily influenced by Toronto, too. That's another city that um, I visited and I love so much. Um, I think Toronto's a great town, um, and they're building such a hip-hop base for themselves and just showing that across the border um, you can get shine, too. So... What's the name of the track that we're going to be breaking down? So I originally called it, um, ironically enough, College Costs Too Much. Mm, That's yeah, <laughs> that it does. That it oh does. Oh, my. Um, and I named it that beat. And at, at the time when I made it um, in the summer of 2016, I think I made it right after school ended. Um, 
that spring semester um it was my favorite beat that i made that far until in, in into my producing career and my friend trey um named tmr um he's a rapper he bought it from me and made a song out of it called the ring which has like fourteen thousand streams on soundcloud and stuff like that um and he made a video out of it big numbers like big 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 numbers for me man. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to build my base and um get more streams and get more followers and yeah and and have people consume my music the right way yeah so we'll just refer to the song as the ring today cool, is that we can cool do that. all we right sweet so when you sat down to produce the ring where were you at where was malik at in his life like bring us back full rewind so um i want to say it was i had a rough semester after that semester and i think college was on my mind like so much it was probably the roughest semester i had and which um, which semester it was spring 2016 so semester. second sophomore yeah semester? so okay. soft second sophomore semester right. and um i had finished up and i was really disappointed in myself and i, I was kind of just looking forward to making beats i went to new york um for like a week and a half with one of my best friends actually a couple of my best friends and we went up there and kind of explored and I came back and I wanted to make a new project and um I just made this beat it was the first beat of the batch I made that day and it was called college cost too much and I was like what what can really set this beat apart from everything else and mm-hmm. I don't usually make chords or kind of write out music but that day I did and um you're typically more of a, a sampler Definitely, typically more of a sampler, but when I want to, I can put great melodies together. Yeah, of course. I feel like, yeah, it was just a great composition. I felt like uh, I I was starting to peak, you know, at that point. Yeah, like you had started to find your sound, Mm -hmm. I guess. I started to find my pocket, find my niche, and kind of, I had more confidence in myself after that. What was the first thing you started with, with that whole track? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely the chords. I definitely sat there and, and made the chords. What I had was a, uh, I had one pattern that was like the main to the main uh, chord structure to go throughout the whole song, and then I added. I kind of like um, cloned those and made another set, and then um, I came in with like a super sharp synth before the beat really drops. Before I get into the bass and stuff like that. When it comes in, guang guang guang. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess what was the tone you were trying to set for the for the whole song, dude? I was just, I was really trying to get innovation, innovation, something different, and I feel like um, the chords with the reverb on there, um, it it was like you know what reverb it kind of you kind of hear it, and it has that that little bit of echo mm-hmm. in it, but it's not really like super delayed, um, and it feels like you're wanting more after you finish it. Um, it wasn't like a super uh, repetitive, you know, chord structure. And it was like, what's 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 the next note? What's coming next? So um, really anticipation, you know. I wanted it to be a beat where somebody in, didn't know what was going to happen next, you know. Uh, yeah, so you just kind of build the brand of the beat uh-huh. and you kind of leave it up to the listener's imagination right. of like where is this going to go next mm-hmm. and then you bring in another variation of that synth with a different sound mm-hmm. 
and that other synth has that really plucky, fun kind of fun. high. I don't know. It, it sits on top of the mm. synth you already created. It's so, just like I hate to. I hate to keep using these metaphors, mm. but it's kind of like it's kind of like a thunderstorm. This is just picture <laughs> to be as a thunderstorm. Okay. Now the main chord is the rain. The rain is steady throughout the thunderstorm. Mm. That plucking sound is maybe like the cloud that, that the rain, you know, kind of forms. Or, you know, it's it kind of just sitting on top of it. Evolves, you know, it's moves kinda, around. Right, it evolves, moves around. It it, it goes out. But fluffs I feel like in, fluffs the out. drums are like the thunder, and like the samples are like the lightning. You know, stuff like that. But um, but I just feel like this beat was just like me maybe getting frustration out at that point um but i, I wanted to be fun because it sounds fun at the same time and usually my beats are way darker than that and it's not super dark and it's kind of like a beat um not super uplifting or anything but just kind of more a beat um than what i was used to I, I i really think i made the beat in like 130 bpm which is like slower than average radio singles or most of the rap singles that come out that hang around 140 bpm stuff like that so. right cool so yeah so you have all the variations of the synths mm -hmm. they all kind of set different tones for the song definitely when i heard them you know the first one like you said it's got that nice reverb on it um it kind of flows in and and creates a frame mm -hmm. right a frame for the listener to be like, oh, I wonder what's going to fill in next. Then you've got the plucky ones that kind of almost throw you off. Mm -hmm. The plucky ones come in and you kind of think, oh, maybe this is going to be more of like a kind of a fun song, mm -hmm. kind of lighter. Um, but then you bring in the bass mm -hmm. or that, that really gritty synth that comes in at the bottom. Yes, sir. So when you bring that guy in. You know, like a saw. Yeah, like just a like a, a huge cut you in the side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a huge saw, literally sawing you in half. What, what, what did you want to get across? You know, from the other two synths. Now mm. you bring in this one a little deeper, I, a little I just cut, wanted like something different, something cutting. It was like cutting edge. Like we were talking about a saw. Like that's that's definitely like a cutting edge sound. Like yeah, that's that's not a sound that you would typically hear in. Um, IMAX beats, you know. Your stuff's usually a little. It, it's usually like smoother. less electronic and more like darker. Um, even though some people would consider that a darker synth, but me myself, I don't. Um, so it, it was definitely kind of different. And at that point, I wanted to make a fresh new batch of beats, so it was definitely something different. Sure. Know? So then we come in with the drums. Mm -hmm. Really, the first drums we hear are a fill. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that fill. That fill was awesome. I just I had got like a new like drum drum pack of like cool old school um drum fills, which I love old school like drum loops and stuff like that. What I'm getting from this track a lot is you come in with a lot of different sounds, mm -hmm. but each one sort of changes what the listener should be thinking the song is right. as they build off of Keeps each other. Keeps you guessing. It kind of changes the dynamic of the of the song a little bit. But um, yeah, I was just going through drum fills, and I thought that sounded super cool. Um, it was a super cool 
drum fill. So I was like, let's throw that in there. Let the bass drop after that. And then uh, throw the drums in. The kick was like super heavy. Um, the 808s are super like vibrant and more like vibrating instead of like super, super like low and in your face. It was just like a vibrating um kind of kind of 808 bass that i something I to fill out the sound a little yeah, more instead something of to, to fill out the bottom punch you in the face yeah. yeah and the kick was used to punch you in the face yeah so it does it definitely it, punches you the 808 was more so a compliment to um the kick i think the kick is like people underrate the kick in music um the, the kick is the bass the 808 is just really the compliment mm. you know the 808 is where you get your melody from there's not a lot of melody in a kick because it's a percussion instrument yeah you know so as you were building the beat the different layers of it mm -hmm. what were some of the sounds some of the rhythms you wanted to get across um because yeah you do have that kick that comes in really you know good 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 mm -hmm. it, it pops in a lot pops in hard it punches you um but your hi-hat stays pretty pretty, pretty, pretty smooth pretty, pretty simple smooth, the whole time pretty simple and um, your snares aren't really that wild you know what i mean i, it, I like that that snare is like one of my favorite snares i hate to like like choose one drum over another drum but like that snare is probably i've used that snare in probably like 40 percent of the beats i've made that specific sound that specific sound what about it do you like um it just it just hits it just feels right i don't it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to describe because it just yeah. feels right it feels like imax if that if that makes sense but my, my other producer friends think i'm crazy because i like can hear different snares and i can like oh that snare was used in that song or uh -huh. those hats were used in that song or you know I, i'm just a music freak like that where <laughs> i kind of like know i listen to music so much sure. listening is part i like it's weird because I like to train myself before I, I make beats sometimes. I just like to listen to see what's up right. before I go make a new project or something like that. Not that I want that to heavily influence my project. I just kind of want what's what's out there, what, what's the current state. Uh, okay, let's let's go in and up the, an, up the ante now. So Right. So is there a reason why you wanted the kick drum to kind of lead the driving force of the drums mm -hmm. instead of some of the instruments that sort of sit in a in a higher frequency level, right? Mm -hmm. Your hi-hats and and your snare, they kind of sit more more up up here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. but not <laughs> that was a horrible <laughs> example. But the bass, right, obviously the bass um, is buried. The bass is, is usually <laughs> not buried, but like you know, it it obviously sets the foundation, mm -hmm. and when you're yeah. when you're driving with that kick drum, it definitely sets like a different a different vibe for the track. What was the decision for that? The kick was like, I I, I think it was one of those kicks that I was using at the time that that was just super punchy but deep at the same time. I, I want you to feel it in the chest, but I I, I kind of I want you to. It was like a punch, you know. I, I want you to Boom. feel it, you know. Um, and yeah. most of the time in all of my beats, I want you to feel that like that, a like a Luke punch. Cage, like a just a very good example, <laughs> like a rib Love cage Luke breaker, cage. yeah, <laughs> yeah, rib cage breaker, like <laughs> freaking Mortal Kombat or yeah, something like yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Fatality or something <laughs> like that. Love it, but um, yeah, it it was it was pretty dope to um to to use that super punchy kick and have people feel it when they listen to it because I, I want people to feel beats, I want the beats to be in a feeling experience like 
you know, I want somebody to be like, I love that beat. If mm-hmm. I could give somebody a connection, because you know, music is, it's emotional. You know, people people love music, and they they, some people when they say I love that song, they they really emotionally love that song mm-hmm. or love have an attachment to that artist. Yeah, it's not just like a, a saying. Like right, like, it's pe- not people just people like can a have that yeah emotional attachment. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, definitely. So you lay the foundation for the drums. You know, you you have the kick drum, you have the snares, you have the hi-hats, you even have the 808s, which uh-huh. I know you love to use. Um, then we kind of get into some of the extra percussion, which mm-hmm. just sort of accentuates some of the other sounds. So talk to me a little bit about how you use some of those extra fills, some of the little and the, you know, the the, the the rim shots and the and, and the perc- and, and the snare rolls and how you use those to kind of flesh out the rest of the beat. It's really just adding an extra sauce to it, you know. It, it, you know, that, without like, getting lost in it. Without getting lost in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no. Like I was saying before um, about about it being a you know the meat. You know, it's just like those main drums were the steak. You know, adding those those separate. Percussion, percussion sounds and stuff like that. It's adding a one on top of the steak. Mm. You know, <laughs> I do love my, I do love my steak sauce. There it is. I know you're from Texas. <laughs> I, I know you like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We don't. We don't really have the barbecue that KC does. Oh, don't say KC. <laughs> oh, excuse me. St. Louis's barbecue is infinitely better. Oh man, here we go. <laughs> Memphis is pretty good too. Oh yeah. Oh Memphis barbecue, delicious. Yeah. Um. Okay, so. We've got the beat. We have the synths. Uh, at this point, you have most of your track laid out, uh-huh. at least the sounds of it. So then, you know, as as you structure in that introduction, you bring in your different synth lines, you have the fill, and then suddenly the drums start to come in. How do you sort of map out that wave of the rest of the song? You know, when it hits um, its peaks, when it hits kind of, it, it like kind of dips for I, a second. I kind of like... Again, this formula um, shouldn't be used for all producers. All producers have different formula, but I really like the peak and all the things to tie in together in the hook, uh, in the chorus of the song. Um, I like the hook to have the most sauce in it. You know, like I, I I like it to to be something that brings out more emotion or more. You know, because hooks hooks are a very vital part of a song you know they tie everything together. they tie everything sure. together it, it's why the song has meaning most mm-hmm. of the time you know or it, it at least frames what it is you're trying to right. talk about or, or mm-hmm. push yeah Definitely. um so once you got the whole song put together and it was released mm-hmm. tmr rapped did his thing over it and you put it out um you know what what did you feel i guess as that final product came together like you said it's not a final product until the mm. package hits the door it's the door. so once you know you rang the doorbell and dashed <laughs> what what um, you know did you feel like it all came together the way you wanted I it feel to like it came together i feel like it was a good collaboration um i know i know tmr was excited about it you know it, he feels like it's one of the best tracks we've made together thus far and we we have so 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 many we probably have 20 30 mm. odd tracks it's it's ridiculous but I feel like it's probably the leader in the clubhouse in terms of the beats that we have or the songs that we have thus far. Um, I feel like we we both did it justice, um, even if it was putting it out on SoundCloud, um, not getting on a streaming service yet. But, you know, 
I feel like we we definitely did it justice. Yeah. Well, I would also agree. I mean, I mm. I think the song is is fantastic. I I dig it. Um, TMR is a lot of fun on there. Definitely. And and I love the way the synths change up throughout the track. Mm. That was I think my favorite part about it. But beyond that, I think it really does set that bar for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I'm not trying to be a a music critic or something, but <laughs> but you know we have worked together in the past. The and, Academy, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, and like I I can see that you know that beat is sort of kind of that changing point mm-hmm. for you know all the stuff that you've put out since then, which just continues to increase in quality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. In retrospect, now that it's been out for a while, how do you feel about that beat? Just you know from from where you're at now. How do you feel I, about it? I look it? back on it and be like, wow, that that might have been a turning point. That summer might have been a turning point. Um, it was just a lot of stuff that that happened in my life where I was I was thinking about school and I was afraid to change my major um, and stuff like that. I, it was just kind of like a turn. That summer was a turning point, and I I had to kind of look in the mirror a lot that summer. So may, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Um, with that beat that might that session might have kicked off everything um and i feel like maybe i gained more confidence as a producer that that summer um and it was the summer before i turned 21 it was just a, it's just a culmination of things you know mm-hmm. i think that about sums up this song the ring the ring the ring i i really think you you did a great job of, of taking Taking you know simple ideas mm-hmm. because for the most part it's not like the song um, is some like abstract piece of art mm-hmm. you know like you definitely approach it structurally but I think the way you built it comes together really nicely. It stays on track. It, it stays on track even as you keep people guessing about where it's going to go next. Mm-hmm. You know you bring in a higher kind of um, pluckier synth that kind of you know rides on top of the sound. Definitely. And and but then oh we're gonna kind of bring in an old school fill something and bring you back to the 90s a little mm-hmm. bit and then and then we're going to have this kick drum that is going to just like punch and punch and punch through the whole verse you know i i think you did a good job of of much keeping the sir. track evolving um Definitely. Yeah. and that's i mean it's kind of like a metaphor for life you know like life is just really evolving you know you got you got to evolve at everything you do so um I feel like going through that beat and that that beat might have been the the change changing of the guards, you know, yeah. of some of some sort. But um, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of it. I've always been proud of it. It it was, it was, the best beat I had made up until that point to me. So awesome, well, Malik, thank you so much for coming on the breakdown. Thank, thank you, you for sir. being the best the best guest so far the best guest i mean the one and only the one and only numero uno um you can find his song at soundcloud.com backslash imax1995 yes sir 1995 and yeah this has been the breakdown tune in soon i'd like to say next week but i don't think these are coming out uh, <laughs> on, a a, weekly on a weekly weekly Dude, basis you're, but you're like friends now but you come re- out. <laughs> relatively soon relatively as whenever this one drops the next one will be released relatively this soon is your after. show you can do what you please yeah yeah people <laughs> i can do what i please <laughs> all right and now here's malik's and tmr's track the ring this song has explicit lyrics <coughs> Listen up, kids. Trevor Michael Ryan and IMAX have the treasure. Mm-hmm. 
We share these gems with you. Welcome to a different sound. I'm ballin' like I'm going to the league Unlike these other niggas, I do not get fatigued Shawty bad as hell and will do anything For a fucking ring, yeah, for a fucking ring, yeah, yeah Bitch, I'm ballin' like I'm going to the league Unlike these other niggas, I do not get fatigued I just took off, yeah, I just spread my wings I just took off, yeah, I just spread my wings Money a necessity, rocking an accessory, puffing on the loudest tree. Swear I'm feeling heavenly. Bad bitches mess with me, cause they never stress with me. I don't ask no questions, G. Can't fuck up the chemistry. No, I got the recipe. I use it as my specialty. Niggas acting jealously. That right there's a penalty. Smoking till my head's right. Hungry till my bread's nice. I don't wanna fantasize, bitch. I'm trying to live that life. I don't I don't care what she just said, I just care about me instead. Getting by by ducking feds, writing rhymes, I'm going in. Used to peep it, now I spang. Used to app it, now I am. Blessing trust like goddamn, there we go again. Bitch, I'm balling like I'm going to the league. Unlike these other niggas, I do not get fatigued. Shawty bad as hell and will do anything. For a fucking ring, yeah. For a fucking ring, yeah, yeah. Bitch, I'm balling like I'm going to the league Unlike these other niggas I do not get fatigued I just took off, yeah I just spread my wings I just took off, yeah I just spread my wings you know that I do this, they call me an opportunist Put practice before some parties, now I'm out pushing my movement One minute they were coolest, till I started spitting ruthless Now I got them going foolish, this right here is an exclusive Only pull up if I profit, only hit me if you got it You can try but you can't stop it, I'm at an advantage My style is outlandish, cameras flashing, taking all of my candies With you in the peripheral, hanging all on my bandage Bitch, I'm balling like I'm going to the league Unlike these other niggas I do not get fatigued Shawty bad as hell And will do anything For a fucking ring yeah. For a fucking ring Yeah, yeah Bitch, I'm balling like I'm going to the league Unlike these other niggas I do not get fatigued I just took off, yeah I just spread my wings I just took off, yeah I just spread my wings
You've been listening to The Breakdown with Daniel Litwin. See you next time.